Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerasi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. We have our lovely Nada as a guest today, our iguana sister. So Nada Miski is a mother, partner, leadership and embodiment coach, soul sister, mover, dreamer, and seeker of light and into me see. And as well as the creator and the guide of Raindrop Movements, which is an embodiment practice of conscious intuitive movement. Welcome, dear Nada. We're so happy to have you here today with us. I'm so, so happy to be here and excited to have this chat with the two of you. Oh, it's wonderful to have you here, our much-loved Iguana sister. Always feels so special to have Iguana love on the podcast. And the first question I'd love to ask you, Nada, is about your sensual self, actually, and how you returned to it, because I know that's been a big part of your journey. Ah, a return to sensual self. I feel like that's a title of a book (laughs) that needs to be written. (laughs) I love it. Well, I I have found um, that my way to returning to my senses, which is my sensual self, is uh, most likely to happen through movement. There is something about moving our bodies consciously and intentionally that allows me personally to really be in the present and to feel more deeply and more intensely all of my senses. And the moment I allow myself to fully engage with my senses is the moment that something starts awakening. And for me, I literally feel it like the energy of fire like coming through the earth into my body and just then sort of dissipating in every direction and in every sense. And it's quite a visceral feeling that it's difficult to describe as I'm now trying to remember it, but it's very, very felt. It's like having all of your senses awaken in that moment (laughs) and all of your lights shining very brightly so yeah it's quite a beautiful experience and something that needs to happen like I said in the beginning consciously I can see how it was easier to do that in my teenage years and also in my early 20s and then with adding on different roles and different layers of our busy stressed overwhelmed life it almost feels like those sensors are dimmed down with it, you know, and it's really important to find the time to consciously go back and return. So I love that. That also feels a lot like you're returning home to something, to this place of deep knowing as well. 
Absolutely. I have discovered through my own embodiment journey that return to senses is a return to home, to your intuition. The, the way that my intuition speaks to me is through my senses. So it is all connected. I love that you brilliantly called that connection. And without being connected to our sensual, to our sense self, we cannot possibly be connected to our intuition, which is our home, which is our source, which is our divine self. You clearly have very strong intuition. And I'm getting curious, just in this moment right now, how is your intuition speaking to you, Nada? I am feeling some tingling in, in the soil of my feet, <laughs> which is an invitation to put my feet down and get myself grounded because I'm noticing I'm getting really excited <laughs> in this conversation because this is something I'm deeply passionate about. And I've been one of those people who have had the, the quiet envy of you know, everybody who seemed to have this passion in their life, the artists, the actors, the painters, the sculptors, the architects. And I've always wanted and had a longing to feel that for myself in this journey. And this is the first time that I can say I am feeling that. And that's why it's important to stay grounded, not to get too excited and fly away. <laughs> I'm curious now, tell us more about that passion. It's a passion for embodiment, for embodiment through movement, mindfulness, and awareness. It's something that I really feel has been a return to home for me because it is not a sum of my learned experience. It is not a culmination of my education. It is not in any way a logical path that I may have chosen. It was truly chosen for me. And I was just having this out-of-body experience where I finally remembered, this is why I'm here. <laughs> and I, it sounds crazy when I say it still, even though I have been saying and repeating it to myself. <laughs> Well, it still sounds crazy, yet it is undeniably true. And I, I know it deeply in my bones that a big part of my journey, this journey on earth, is to bring closer the wisdom of our body to every soul that feels like they need to get closer to that. And the way that I know how to do it is again a way that I have been guided to do it. Every session, every raindrop movement class is a complete experience of allowing the presence of divine wisdom and my spirit to speak through my body. And then I'm simply just describing what is happening. And through that, guiding others in their own experience. And that is a space that is so magical and so precious. It is truly the closest experience to healing that I have found for myself. Wow, it's incredible to hear you speak of that and also to watch you speak of that because mm -hmm. 
you're looking up a lot of the time and it's almost like <laughs> divinity is able to come in through you um, and you can actually see that and there's such an opening in your smile in your face in your energy um, and it really is magical to observe you talking from that intuitive place nada mm, thank you thank you so tell us a bit more about raindrops how was that all born actually I think you have both witnessed the moment of its birth <laughs> because it truly was, it was this beautiful out-of-body experience where we were together in a leadership journey and we were being invited and gently nudged to express in whatever form our deepest, truest essence. And I have been, as a child, always drawn to movement. I've stepped in and out of different forms of dancing, theater. There was something about it that was just so innately familiar to me since I was three years old. I remember, this is a story that my parents say all the time, me watching this Russian ballet and telling them, this is me. No, not, not, not saying I want to do dance, but that just clearly with absolute unshakable clarity saying, this is who I am. <laughs> and so that has been sort of, I guess, in my spirit or in my soul or in my essence for a long time. And I have never really dared to fully surrender to it because... It's not really a sensible life path for somebody to choose. You cannot make a career being a conscious dancer. What the hell is the conscious dancing anyway? I mean, <laughs> you know, all this self-talk was so, not just self-talk. I mean, there was some, you know, pressure from family and the surroundings and, and the society, but surely the self-talk was the one that was most difficult to overcome and it was present for probably 30 years of my life where I continuously told myself that this is not something I could actually create a living and most importantly it is certainly not something that can help others and so why do it right and it was just through the leadership that I finally saw a little bit of a light in terms of how healing this could be not just for me and I think this part not just for me was mainly thanks to the leadership because I, I live my life so strongly separated from others and having a very individualistic experience of this human journey and only through leadership I actually opened myself to the possibility that wait a minute, we might be connected in ways that I don't necessarily understand. And if there's something that I'm experiencing as healing and powerful, most likely there's somebody else in the world who will experience it in a similar way. So that kind of opened something up in me and I guess facilitating the, the actual daring to step into it more fully. I'm so grateful and happy that you actually have had this realization and that you're bringing that more into the world and that you're bringing that gift into the world and spreading that joy. Because knowing from experience how the raindrop movement has done to me, it's super healing. It's such an invitation and a gift to connect with self and with our bodies, which is a greatest source of information and wisdom. 
So thank you for that, Nada. Mm. Thank you for experiencing it, for being there for it from the very beginning. Thank you for so eloquently being able to describe your own healing in it. And I, I think what you said at the end is so important because we still collectively do not look at our bodies as this sacred container of all wisdom. And that is what the Raindrop Movement is attempting to, to create a consciousness that embodiment is not a state, it's not a noun, it is a verb, it is a conscious attempting to align your mind, your heart, your gut, your spirit in this sacred container that is our body so that we can create the body that is truly a reflection of our whole selves, fully, undeniably. And we can do that. We can totally do that. And that's what's making me so excited because I'm discovering the self-healing powers of our body that is so moldable and so willing to listen to our thoughts, to listen to our feelings, to listen to our emotions, and to really adapt continuously to it. And all we need to do is create a little bit of space in our life to allow that. That's all we need to do. Our bodies are truly the most generous source that we have and the easiest one to access all of our senses, all of our sensuality, all of our intuition, all of our wisdom. Only if we do it and use it and allow it. Well, there was definite Shakti energy coming from you then in that shed. Shakti. <laughs> <laughs> feel it moving around in this room, I tell you. And I was also connecting with a word that you used in your form, which is pleasure. <laughs> and pleasure. That was, really, that was really making me curious. Tell us more about what that means to you, Nada. Oh, I knew you were going to pick up on this one. <laughs> How could we not? <laughs> I was recently putting together a short workshop series for the Raindrop Movement. And the last of the four sessions is called Pleasure because I wanted to find a pathway to the divine to the spirit that is grounded in something different than pain. I have found in my own personal experience that in those moments of dark nights of the soul, when you really break down and you are fully surrendered to whatever life brings, it is very easy to feel connected to something greater than you. And as everything in life, I became curious of, okay, what could be the flip side of that pain that also allows us to have the same experience of that interconnectedness of oneness, if you want. And the antidote to, to pain for me was pleasure, which was play plus pleasure. And so I've started experiencing how that can be embodied actually and and found different ways of introducing imagination and play into movement so that we can totally allow that thinking brain to go and have a vacation 
and we can connect to that beautiful essence a lot actually is about connecting to that inner child which in a way is truly our essence and then through that play allowing all of those senses to be fully indulged and really savor every vibration every frequency every single little movement that comes through that fullest physical physical pleasure because that is felt on a physical level and when we do that it is again it is like ah oh, <laughs> the gates of heaven open <laughs> and you just feel so free and liberated and and released it is like the weight of this world and this life is suddenly off your shoulders and you can literally feel it gone and you allow yourself to be fully present and fully alive in that moment and so that is why pleasure is one of the ways that i have found we can truly connect to our source have you seen what you're doing to me and Megana here we're both like beaming across the screen <laughs> <laughs> my inner child felt like it wanted to do a cartwheel you know right at the beginning yeah <laughs> There's so much permission in this pleasure. Exactly. That's it. That's the space of full permission. Absolutely. Spot on, Sam. <laughs> and I might be a party pooper right now, but a little bit of women that are not as connected with ourselves, right? And because people that use, for example, all kinds of things to numb those connections, especially with our bodies. You know, what is an easy way towards getting, again, coming back to home, coming back to our bodies and getting this connection stronger? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a beautiful question. An easy way. I love the easy. An easy way would be just to lay down, to maybe put on some music, if music is something that speaks to you and that moves you genuinely really allow yourself to slow down to become conscious of your breath to become conscious of how your body moves up and down as you're inhaling and exhaling and to use self-touch self-touch not at all in a sexual way if that's not something that you're willing to try but honestly just touching your hands just touching your fingertips that is the easiest way to immediately enter this state of almost living meditation. Because the moment that you focus on those two points on your skin that touch together, your attention can only go there. It is so indulging and it is so pleasuring <laughs> that immediately your whole focus is on those points and that can alone become a small practice to really slow down and reconnect to your body and to your senses. And then a lot can open from there, but this is how I usually start my own morning practice. And I found that there's something really comforting about uh, starting it on the ground because I feel held, I feel supported, I feel safe right much safer than when i'm standing up and my surface of of being held is 
uh, 30 centimeters versus my entire body on the ground, right? So finding that one position in which you feel absolutely held and then just starting to remind yourself, oh, I have this skin. Look at that. Ooh, <laughs> you know, goosebumps happen just when I touch myself gently or look at how my ridges on my fingers are different than the ridges on my elbows and just gently starting exploring that. Thank you for that. Such a great reminder, this slowing down. And, and it seems like a meditative touch as well. Exactly. That's, I think that you've described it beautifully, uh, much better than I did. It's a meditative touch. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm saying a, a big cheers to touch of all natures. Self-touch yeah. is an amazing thing in my book. And I would love to also ask you, Nada, aside from all things raindrops and embodiment and work, when do you most feel your most sensual self? Oh, so, like I have an avalanche of thoughts coming, <laughs> literally, which I guess is a good sign. <laughs> but oh my god, when I indulge, like last night, we we actually went out to a restaurant after months of self confinement, and I ordered this amazing ice cream, and just allowing myself to be fully present in indulging each scoop of that ice cream. Ah, oh, <laughs> I absolutely felt incredibly sensual in that moment. <laughs> and it's a lot of different things. It can be just sitting outside, you know, and, and feeling the breeze on my skin. It can be reading a book and allowing myself to be fully immersed in, in beautiful words that it offers. It can be giggling on the bed with my kids and, and cuddling with them. Um, I guess for me, the state of sensuality is really connected to the state of presence and being awake. And so any moment in which I feel those two is also the moment in which I'm fully connected to my sensuality. Oh, such a beautiful share. <laughs> so much aliveness in you and I can feel every every piece of that awakening that you are living actually you know you can hear it through your voice you can see it through the way you are in your body um, and it's just such a pleasure to be with you in all of that oh it's so hard to receive these beautiful words <laughs> and and that right that is also something um that we, we collectively, I think as women especially, have room to grow in that receiving. <sighs> yeah, so I'm taking a deep breath and I'm consciously receiving. Thank you, Sam. It's, it's a gift to be witnessed by you and by you, Migena, and it's a gift to um, co-create and, and grow and evolve and just coexist together. But we're not done yet. <laughs> because Sam has a beautiful surprise, right, Sam? I have indeed, McGenna. Thank you. An amazing segue into da, 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 the wildfire round. Ah! 
<laughs> That's what is that? <laughs> so it goes like this. You get two choices and you simply have to select your preferred option. Yes. Are you ready to play? Totally ready. <laughs> In a fully embodied and present manner. Yes. Question one. Nelson Mandela or Daniel Craig? Nelson. Question number two. Burlesque or belly dancing? Ooh. <laughs> belly dancing just because I've seen Migena do it and it's an image that I will forever remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My aspiration. <laughs> I thought you would say burlesque <laughs> as you were in burlesque. Your impact is so strong, my friend. <laughs> oh, thank you. And the third question. Raindrops or sunbeams? Hmm. Oh, raindrops on sunbeams or sunbeams on raindrops? <laughs> Can this be both? <laughs> I thought you were going to start singing the sound of music for a minute then. You <laughs> <laughs> can have both. We'll take that, right, McGenna? <laughs> Question four. Backgasm or nipple orgasm? Oh, back. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> response, you know. <laughs> Easy. And for our final question. Slut ever or Dr. Zeus? Oh, slut ever. Yes. <laughs> I find. <laughs> oh, Nada, you have been an amazing, playful, soulful, <laughs> full of wisdom, love and so much more <laughs> can't even begin to put words to it and that's rare for me but we have loved having you on our podcast and we're so so grateful for all of your contributions today oh it's been such a pleasure and i'm almost sad that it's over i wish that especially this last round had at least 10 questions it was so much fun <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you both such a such a joy Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience a deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. <laughs>